Welcome to Thousand Hills Range Church. We hope that you enjoy this message and that it speaks to your heart. I want to tell you a story and then I want to dive into the message today. Uh, Monday, we decided, well, our kids, they don't have the right clothes to wear for family pictures, right? You think that we buy high top boots because they're cool. Actually, we buy high top boots for our kids because their jeans get too short. And when you tuck them in, you never know. So it, it ends up that, you know, our kids, their jeans are like this, you know, and you, and you can't hide it when they don't tuck them in. So we went and got some new clothes. So we, we drive to Oklahoma City. We go to Cavender's. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Cavender's. It's a Western store uh, right there on I-40. We get to Cavender's, and it's been two hours, obviously, in the car for the kids, you know. And when you ride two hours in a car with kids, and then when they get out, guess what they want to do? They want to go crazy. And so you always try to prepare them before they go in the store and say, you guys act like you're supposed to before they go in the store, but they don't, right? I mean, we get in there, and they're acting like crazy madmen. And I'm like, so we go to the clearance rack because that's where all parents go. We're, going, we're headed back to the corner in the clearance rack, right, where you buy one and get one free because they grow out of them in like three weeks. You know what I'm saying? So we go back to that area, and we get back there, and I'm telling you, our kids, they won't stand still. I'm like, get over here. Sit down. Come here. You know, be quiet. You know, and they only had one, you know, one, uh, what is it, dressing room, and Madeline's in there, and you don't send boys in there with your sister to, you know, get dressed. So I just told the boys right there now, just take your shirts off right here. Don't act like you've never done it. Come on. So the, I got two boys with their shirts off in the middle of the aisle. And, and, you know, when boys get their shirts off, they even go more psycho. It's like they're crazy Indians. And so I could not keep them still. And I'm like, get over here. Be still. Come here. Let's try this on, you know. And, and they're just going nuts. And, and, again, so they're going nuts. We're trying to get them dressed. We're trying to buy some clothes for them. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, they get that, that, that sweet look in their eye. And they're like, Dad, come here for a second. And I'm like, what? And so I walk over there and they're like, Dad, see this $5 bow and arrow toy? Can I have it? And I'm like, heck no. Heck no, you're acting like psychos. And you want a toy? I'm like, no, no, there's no way that you're getting that toy. Um, But anyway, so after all that chaos, I decided, well, I'm just going to make them sit down. So I I made Hampton and Hank sit down. And I said, you got to sit down on this bench and you don't move until I come get you or I want you to come, come here. And so... I just walked off and went to the other side of the store to shop a little for myself. But anyway, so when I came back, they were still sitting there. And I'm like, holy smoke. I mean, it really worked. So, you know, so they're sitting there. And so it ends up that we buy their clothes, we get their clothes, and we're headed up to the counter to pay out. And, uh, you know, and, and so we get to the counter, and we're fixing to pay out. And I looked at my boys, and I said, all right, boys. I said, since you... <clears throat> did things my way, and you actually obeyed, and you did what you were asked to do, go get the $5 bow and arrow. And they were like, you're the best dad ever. (laughs) And so I brought it today. It's already broke. (laughs) I mean, it's taped already, and this is what it is. And I'm like, where's the knocks? I asked the guy at the counter, where's the knocks, man? I mean, is that all that we get? And they're like, yeah, that's five bucks. And I was like, come on, man. So that's their little bow and arrow deal. And that's what they got because, again, they, they, they just went crazy when I told them that they were going to get it. And I'm like, yes, five bucks. I mean, I'm getting, you know, cheaper and cheaper here on these gifts. I mean, we're fixing to end up at the Dollar Tree. You know what I'm saying? Everything's a dollar. But, 
so they're going nuts, and so hugs are getting, you know, I'm grabbing them, we're hugging them, and by the time we get out, they almost shoot a glass candle with an arrow, and I'm like, come on, we got to get out of here. Here's the point of this story. Because they're my children, obviously, I, I am going to buy them what they need, which is what? Clothes, right? I mean, and we were in there, they're like, we're hungry, let's go get something. I'm going to buy them clothes, I'm going to buy them food, I'm going to buy them the things that they need. But here's the other side of it. Because they obeyed, and because I, they did what I asked them to do, they not only got what they needed, they actually received something that they wanted. Now, here's the application. You say, well, what's the, what's the point of this? Well, here's what they figured out. They figured out that if we will do things our dad's way, then, you know, we're not only going to get what we need, which is some clothes, but we're going to actually maybe get something that we want. Now, you say, well, what's the, what's the point? Well, the same is true with God. It's the, it's the same thing. I want you to listen to this. We have, we have a society of, of Christians and just people in general that God is trying to provide what they need, but they're running around crazy. Uh, and in spite of him trying to meet their needs and take care of them, they're, they're running around trying to live their own life, do their own thing, and, and be their own person. And then at the same time, they're asking God, hey, would you bless me? They're asking God, hey, would you provide that job for me? Provide that raise. Provide that child. Provide that money. Provide all this stuff. Give me all these gifts, even though I'm not living like you want me to live. You see this? You see where I'm going with this? Here's the, here's the thing about it. Like it didn't fly with my kids until they obeyed, until they did what they were asked. It didn't fly. I wasn't going to give them nothing. They weren't going to get nothing. But when they began to obey, they began to do things my way, they got what they wanted and what they needed. It's the same way with God. When we do things God's way, listen, he is going to provide what we need always, and he even throws in what we want every now and then. Amen? Probably more than what we deserve. Amen? I mean, that's just the truth. And so here's the message titled for today. The title is Bow and Arrow. <laughs> Bow and Arrow. Why doing life God's way always hits the bullseye. Now listen, you say, well, you know, you, you may be thinking, well, Bo, hey, listen, I look at all these people around me and they don't live God's way. And guess what? They have all kinds of stuff. They got all kinds of blessings. Can I just tell you, I'll give you a few reasons why maybe some people that don't do things God's way actually are still blessed. Let me give you a few reasons. First of all, God can show mercy and bless whoever the crap he wants. <laughs> I mean, that's just the truth, right? I mean, he, he has his own ways. He has his own thoughts. And so he can bless whoever he wants. It doesn't, it, we may not understand it, but he can do it. Here's the other thing. Sometimes God blesses other people because somebody else in their life is living their life God's way and they're praying for that person. And God shows mercy on the, the crazy person that's not doing what God wants because of the person that's being obedient and praying for the crazy person. Does that make sense? Some of you guys think of your mom on that. You know, your mom's the one that lives right, and you live crazy, and God showed mercy on you because of your mom or your dad, right? I mean, I, that's just what God does sometimes because somebody else is living, you know, intentionally for God, then he blesses that whole family, and he shows mercy on them. So that's another reason why God does it. Here's the third reason. God shows mercy and blesses people to get their attention. 
You say, what what does that look like? Well, sometimes it's not punishment that gets people's attention. It's God's mercy. So when you're in a situation, you know, I deserve the worst. I'm an idiot. I did it wrong. And God goes, I'm going to show you mercy and I'm even going to bless you. That's when you go, holy smoke. I mean, I think about people. I, I thought about this. Heather and I were talking about this on the way home. Miranda Lambert, I, I like her music, but, you know, she was, she was really hot and still is, I mean, really hot as far as her music goes. And she received like five awards at the CMAs one year. This is just a year or so ago. And she stood up there on stage and she, she was just dumbfounded that, you know, album of the year, song of the year, all these things. And then she stood up there and she goes, she goes, I cannot believe all of this. She looked at Blake, her husband at the time. She looked at Blake and says, we need to go to church. You know what? The blessings and the mercy that God was showing her got her attention. And so a lot of times it's, it's the, you know, you say, well, why does God bless people that don't live his way? Well, a lot of times that's just what he does, and he has a reason behind it, and that's what he wants to do. Well, the Bible proves that doing life God's way is always going to hit the bullseye. And I want to read a verse to you, a few verses, and I want to explain it real quick, and then we're going to be done. Um, but, but look at Isaiah 55. Now, Isaiah, obviously, is in the Old Testament of the Bible. If you read your Bible, uh, it's in the Old Testament. He's a prophet, and and he has some great things to say. But look at it with me. It says this. Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. Now you say, well, what's that verse talking about? Well, I want to explain it real quick. You ready? Here's the first thing that I want to point out. God invites everyone to know his ways. Listen, some people are like, man, I just don't know if he'll show me his ways. I don't know if he's going to show me what I'm supposed to do. No, listen, he, he invites us to come. Look at it. In, in verse 1, it says, come. And then what's the second word? All. Come all. Listen to this. Come all who are thirsty. And then what does it say? Come to the waters and you who have no money, come and buy and eat. Then what's the next word? Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. And then what's the next word? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. So listen, you say, well, what's the, I mean, what's the point? Well, God invites us all to come and, and know his ways. I mean, he says it five times. He says the word come. Come, come on, come to me, come to me. He says the word listen three times. I mean, one time is enough, right? I mean, if he said come, that was one time's enough. But he says it over and over again. Come, come on, come, listen. Turn your ear toward me so that you can know my ways and so you can live. And so who does God invite to come and know his ways? Well, he invites everybody, not just the religious elite, not just those people that have been to church all their lives. Not just the poor. I mean, again, some people are like, it's just all about the poor. Yeah, not just the poor. He invites everybody to come. And did you notice this? This is the second thing I want to point out. Did you notice that you can't buy what God wants to show you? 
Did you catch that? It says, come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have what? No money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Again, God says, hey, you want to know my ways? You want to know my perfect plan for your life? Just come. You don't have to pay me. You don't have to clean up. You don't have to be all fancy. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Just come. No payment is required. Just come and enjoy what I want to show you and how I want you to live. I don't know about you, but that's cool stuff. I could stop right there, and that would be a great message, but I'm not going to stop right there because there's other stuff. Then we see God tell them to come and drink three drinks. Okay? Three drinks. You ready for this? The first one is waters. Look at it with me. In verse 1, it says, come, all who are thirsty, come to the what? The waters. Now, water is, is really the only liquid that can quench our thirst, right? I mean, you know, pop can't. I mean, my, you know, you can drink all the pop you want. It's going to make you even more thirsty, right? Um, alcohol can't. You can drink all the alcohol you want, and you're just going to pass out. <laughs> so then you don't need water anyway. You know, so, but, you know, water is the only thing that really can quench our thirst. And here's a fact, and, and there's some smart people that know all, more about this than I do. But our, our bodies are actually made up of a bunch of water. I don't know if you know this or not, but 60% of our body is made up of water. Therefore, water isn't just something that, you know, we should want. It's actually something that we, what? We need it. And so without water, uh, you're not going to survive very long. I did some studying, and, and you can survive without food for three weeks. That's amazing to me. Three weeks you can survive without food. But guess how many days you can only survive without water? Three days. Three days. And so here's the point. You know, you, you cannot survive without water. We need it to survive. And so what God is saying when he says, come, drink of the water, number one is this. Doing life God's way leads to having our needs met. Did you catch that? He's saying, come, drink the water, the stuff that you need, the stuff that you can't live without. Guess what? You come to me, you listen, you live by my ways, and I'm going to provide what you need all day long. You will survive. And here's here's a truth that I want to point out based on this. When you do things, when I do things my way or you do things your way, guess what? You never really get what you wanted. I mean, think about it. And typically you pay a higher price. When I do it my way, typically I, I, it never really turns out like I wanted it. And typically I pay a higher price. I'll give you an example with my kids again. When we come to church, if, if somebody that's not my friend gives my kids like 17 donuts, jerks, <laughs> then, you know, if they would just eat one like I tell them to, then they wouldn't, you know, get sick and they wouldn't, you know, feel like they're going to throw up. But when they do it their way or they, you know, are encouraged by my not so good friends, then guess what? They feel sick. They're like, Dad, I'm sick, man. And then on the way home, we got to stop the car so they can ralph in the, you know, the, the ditch. You know what I'm saying? And so you say, well, what's the point? Well, they think that they want to drink a lot of pop and need a lot of donuts, but it never really turns out like they want it. And guess what? Pop's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. You can go to stores and, you know, restaurants and it's like $4 for a pop. The point is this. If my kids would listen to their parents and just do what I've asked them to do, they could have a great treat. But they sometimes do it their way and they end up not getting really what they wanted. Same way with God. 
when we do things our way, when we choose our own path, when we disobey God's plan, guess what? We really never get what we wanted. And we usually pay a higher price. It's just the truth. But here's the thing. God promises us when we do things his way, when we do things the way he wants us to do it, he's going to meet all of our needs. Every one of them. You say, how do you know, Bo? Because here's why. He does it for me. When I do things my way, guess what? (laughs) Things don't end up right. When I do things his way, guess what? My needs are always met. I'm just telling you. You can try it. Listen to the words of Paul, one of the greatest followers of Jesus in Philippians 4.19. It says this, and this same God who takes care of me will what? Will supply what? All your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And so the first thing is this. God says, come, let me quench your thirst by giving you some water, which you need so that I can meet all of your needs. Here's the second drink. It says in verse one again, it says, come buy what? Wine. And then what? Milk without money and without cost. Now, for the sake of my message, I'm going to flip those. And we're going to talk about what I would call the second drink, is, which is milk. Okay? He says come buy wine and then come buy milk. But I want to switch it and I want to talk about milk. Now, how many of you guys love milk? Anybody love milk? Heck yes. I could drink a gallon of milk like a week or maybe in three days. And here's what I've learned. If you have little kids, it'll rot their teeth. You know how much sugar's in milk? Our kids are getting cavity after cavity. My, my Nazi wife makes my kids brush their teeth morning and night. And my kids were getting cavities. And you know why? Because they were drinking so much milk. That's just a food for thought. Is that a healthy tip? Healthy tip of the day coming from Bo. But anyways, so I love milk. I could drink a gallon every three days. And, and I've never had a broken bone in my life that was protruding, (laughs) that my dad said, we can go to the hospital now. (laughs) Anybody have a dad like that? Oh, you're not bleeding, you're all right. You know, just just suck it up. Yeah, it's far from your heart. You're not going to die from that. You know, so here you say, what's the point? Well, milk, like the advertising says, what? Does a body good, right? I mean, it builds strong bones. Ladies, I've heard that it makes your fingernails strong. Anybody know that? Is that true? Okay, I just tried to relate to the ladies and I couldn't. In real life, milk strengthens us, doesn't it? Builds our body up. It makes us strong. And and that's what God's saying in this. He's saying, hey, and, and this is number two. Doing life God's way leads to strength. He says, come to me. Hey, listen to this. Drink the water. I'll meet your needs. Drink the milk and I'm going to strengthen you. The truth is this. So many times in life, We find ourselves in situations where we need God's strength, right? I mean, we're struggling spiritually. We're struggling with, you know, at work. We're facing temptations, you know, to sin. We're hurting inside, and we need God's power. And God is saying this. He's saying, come, listen, listen, trust my ways. Drink my word. Read the word of God. Read and obey his commands. Follow his ways, and all of these are going to provide strength. For your body. Isaiah 41.10 says this. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will what? Strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So number two is this. Living God's way leads to a strong life. 
You want to have the strength to get through the trials of life? If you want to have the strength to overcome temptation, if you want to have the strength to get over that pain and to be healed, listen, you need to drink the milk that he provides. That's what he's saying there. And the last one is this. The last drink is wine. Now, wine is different than both the other drinks, right? Wine, it's not a necessity for life. Some of you would argue that. (laughs) But it's not, right? Wine doesn't build muscles. I mean, it's just the truth. You know, so what's the purpose of wine? Well, in the context of this scripture, here's what I believe. It is the gift from God for our pure enjoyment. You say, what does it mean? I mean, God's providing my needs. And now he's providing, you know, strength. What is, why does he include wine there? Because again, wine is a gift from God. I mean, you look at it in scripture, Psalm 104. Listen to what it says. It says, you, God, cause grass to grow for, our, for the livestock and the plants for people to use. You allow them to produce food from the earth. And what? Wine to make them what? Glad. Now, some of you are excited about that, and you're going to take that literally. (laughs) But here's the spiritual point. The spiritual point is this. God not only gives us what we need when we obey him, he not only gives us strength when we obey him, he even gives us what we want. So here's number three, and I'm done. Doing life God's way leads to joy. Just like that wine, God says, makes him, you know, makes him glad. I mean, you, you remember the banquet that he was invited to, the wedding banquet, and there was just a bunch of water there. They had drank in all the wine. And guess what Jesus does? He turns the water into wine. Why? Because it was a celebration. Because they were excited about what was going to take place in, in this wedding. And so not only does God promise, again, to meet our needs And to give us what we need, and not only does he provide us strength to get through the trials of the world, but a lot of times, guess what? He will give us what brings us joy. That's good. That's good stuff. I mean, here's the the analogy. Just like my kids, they were going to get what they needed, but they actually got what they wanted, and we celebrated. They hugged me. I was man of the year. I was, I was the dad, the best dad ever is what Hampton said. The, you're the best dad ever. And, and you know why? It's because they obeyed. Listen, I believe our dad in heaven will do the same. If we will live for him. And so God says, follow me. Live for me. Do life my way. And we can have a little fun. Now, I, I love that part. You know why? Because a lot of people think God is just this cosmic killjoy who doesn't want us to have any fun, right? But he's not. He's actually the joy giver. And he can give us joy like no, no wine can and like no bow and arrow can, like no other thing in this world. I was telling Heather just yesterday, you know, I, I think every kid ought to own a new car. You know why? Because the quicker that they learn that that new car isn't going to satisfy them, the quicker they'll grow up. You say, what do you mean? Well, again, the things of this world, they're not going to bring you lasting joy. (laughs) I mean, 
And, and I, again, I, 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 my kids may have a new car. My father loans a, a Dodge dealership, so they may have a new car. But at the end of the day, they're going to learn, I got this new car, and it doesn't satisfy me. But here's what I hope they learn. When they do their things God's way, when they live their lives God's way, guess what? They're going to receive the greatest joy that they've ever had. Ever had. Now, some of you are thinking, well, Bo, I don't understand God's ways, and I'm scared. There are things that are going on in my life that I don't understand. Let me, let me close with this scripture. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. It says, in God's talking, he says, For my what? My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your what? Ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You say, what's that mean? Well, the great thing about God is you may not understand his ways. You may not understand his thoughts, but you can trust him. You can trust him. I mean, his ways are always better. They're not just better. They're the best. <laughs> if we can realize that, we would, we would be a lot further ahead. And can I just keep this real? Uh, I want to I end with this. You know, we can know God's ways. We can even know his thoughts. We can read the Bible and figure out what he wants us to do and how he wants us to live our life. But at the end of the day, guess what? God may choose to do something that we don't understand. And we've just got to trust him. You say, why can I trust him? Here's how, you, here's, here's how I know you can trust him. Because he gave his only son to die for you and to die for me. And if he would do that, then he'll do a whole heck of a lot more. So you may go, well, I don't understand his ways. I don't know why he's doing this. I don't know why I lost my job. I don't know why my husband left me. I don't know why all these things are happening to me. Listen, you do things God's way, and he'll, he'll take care of it. may not be fun. may not be easy, but he will take care of it. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. We're going to wrap this up. Again, some of you are here maybe for the first time. We want to say thank you for coming. This church is different. This church isn't about us. It's about Jesus. And it's about people that are far from God. And so today, maybe, you know, you, you've learned something about God. You've learned that he invites even you to know his ways. He invites you to come to him. Even in your filth, even in your sin, just like all of us, we at some point are all sinners. All of us are sinners. But some of us have found how to become clean, and that's through Jesus. And Jesus says to you, come to me, drink freely of my cup, my cup of goodness. Listen to me, live for me. And when you do that, you'll always hit the bullseye. Now, here's what I want to do. Nobody's looking around. We don't ask people to come to the front. We don't embarrass anybody. We're not going to ask anybody to do anything like that. But here's what I want to know. What cup do you need a drink from today? How many of you guys would say, you know, Bo, my cup is the water. I need some of my needs met. Would anybody raise your hand and say, that's me? I got some needs that need to be met, practical needs, and I, I need God's m movement in my life. Thank you. Over here, thank you. Thank you. 
How many of you guys would say, you know what? I know God. He's provided for my needs, but I need his strength right now. I need some supernatural strength to, you know, get me through this. Just like that milk provides. Anybody raise your hand and say that? Yeah, I need some strength. Thank you all across the barn. How many of you guys would say, you know what, Bo? He's provided my needs. I mean, strength's pretty good. I need a little joy in my life. I need a little celebration. Anybody? It's okay. It's okay to ask for that. God will provide it. Thank you. Yeah, raise your hand. That's good. Well, here's the thing. Some of you maybe need to pray and ask God today. Maybe just pray this in your heart. Lord, I'm accepting your invitation. I'm coming to you today, and I want to listen to you today. Show me how you want me to live my life so that I can live for you. Listen, maybe you just prayed that prayer in your heart. Here's what I know about God. God gives his best to those who leave the choices of life to him. So no matter what you're facing, again, the commitment that you just made to say, God, I'm coming to you. I want to know your ways. I want you to show me your ways in this situation in my life. I want you to reveal your way to me. Listen, he's always going to provide that may not look like you want it to look. It may not end up like you want it to end up. But God gives his best when we leave the choices of life to him. And so just be ready. Because if you prayed that prayer, God's going to move in your life. Here's another thing. Some of you guys are here today and you don't live for Jesus because you don't know him. You've chosen to live your life your way. You've chosen to live, you know... And not do it God's way. Here's the thing. God knew that you would choose that. And in spite of you not living for him, he provided a way so that you could know him even, you could know him personally. I mean, Isaiah 53 says this, but he was pierced for our rebellion. He's talking about Jesus. He was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid, laid on him the sins of us all. You say, what's that mean? Well, listen, maybe you don't know Jesus, but guess what? He still died for you. Maybe you say, I've never lived for him in my life. I don't even know if I want to live for him. Listen, he still died for you. And he says, if you'll trust in me, I'll give you a true life. I'll give you an abundant life on this earth, and I'll give you eternal life in heaven. And so some of you maybe need to give your life to Jesus today. And you say, well, how do I do that? Well, Romans 10, again, 10, 9, it says this. It says, if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you say, what does that mean? Well, it, it, the verse says, if you will confess him as your Lord, if you'll confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, again, just give him your heart. Believe that he died on the cross. Believe that he rose from the dead. You can be saved from your sin, and he can show you how to live your life. And it's a good life. 
So maybe in your chair right now, you just need to pray this simple prayer. And again, it's not about the words. It's about your heart. But maybe you just need to pray this. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I've done things my way. But today, I am giving my life to you. I confess you as my Lord. I don't know what that means. I don't know all about the Bible, but I confess you as my Lord. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Save me. Listen, maybe you just prayed that prayer for the very first time. Because we trust the Bible, because it's true, because it's, it's absolutely true, we know that if you prayed that prayer, that, and you meant it with your heart, not just with your mind, not just because I told you to, but if you meant it with your heart, then you are now a child of God. And you, are, you now have a personal relationship with Jesus. And he wants to guide your life and bless it. And so we celebrate that with you. We rejoice because of your decision today. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to close this in a word of prayer. Heather's going to come. She's going to make some closing announcements and, and be able to show each of you how you can connect with our church. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share truth with, with our, our church today. I thank you for the opportunity to, to share how good you are and how when we live our lives for you, you are going to give us what we need. You're going to strengthen us and you're going to bless us. And so, Lord, I pray that everybody in this room, everybody in this barn today, everybody that hears this message online, that they would live their life your way and receive the things that you have in store for them. Thank you, Lord. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking time to listen to this message. If you have made a commitment today or have questions, you can contact us at info at thousandhillsranch.church or... 580-216-6427. And may God bless the ride you're on.